when you're carving a cow with a carving jack, I suppose the key thing is to, to stay calm yourself, work with the cow. The best time to actually jack and try and apply that leverage, you can obviously put quite a lot of leverage on the calf, but you should really be trying to work with the cow rather so when she's forcing that's the best time to try and get as much of the calf out as possible. Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and this week it's the first episode in a two-part podcast. I'm joined by Chagas Vet John Donlan to get an insight into top tips relating to managing the cow before calving and calving the suckler cow. John, you're very welcome. Before we start, can you give an insight into your current role and extensive experience as a vet? I qualified from UCD in 2018 and I uh, worked in farm animal practice over in Wales for a year. Then I um, came back and worked in the the vet college there in UCD and did a residency in in bovine health management uh, and a PhD in calf respiratory disease. And now I've come over to Chagask and uh, my area of research is beef herd health management. So kind of looking at how we can improve the health of both our suckler and uh, dry stock animals. That's great, John. Delighted to have you on today. Calving will be taking place on farms over the coming weeks. And in relation to nutrition, what are the key aspects that farmers need to be aware of at the final stages now? The thing that would come up quite regularly is dry cow minerals. I think it's very important that, you know, uh, we're in the run up to calving now in the last kind of four to six weeks where we're feeding our cows a good dry cow mineral, you know, uh, something uh, that has all of the major trace elements and you know we need to make sure that they're getting some magnesium as well um apart from that uh, that'll obviously help the cows you know if the cows aren't getting a good dry cow mineral uh, there's a chance that they might have retained fetal membranes after the calving and you know that might have knock-on effect on their fertility it may also affect their colostrum quality as well and uh, you know in, in certain cases we'll say if a cow didn't have her calcium just right it might mean that she takes longer to calve as well um, and I suppose the other thing in terms of calving difficulty is we want our cows you know um, fit we don't really want them over conditioned as such because look if they if they're a body condition score of three or four they're going to have a lot of fat inside in that pelvic canal and as your as your calf is coming out uh, you know it'll be harder for the calf to calve and it'll probably do more trauma to the cow herself so she'll take longer to recover equally you don't want them to be we'll say very thin you know that's not going to be good for the cow in terms of she's going to struggle to you know produce enough milk to keep the calf going so there's a real kind of fine balance there of having them just right so they calve easy and they're able to look after their calf that's great, John. And calving is very busy on farms, particularly managing labour can be difficult when farmers are up at night and they're busy during the day. Are there any proven techniques to help reduce calvings at night? We do get asked about, um, the, there's a lot of talk about nighttime feeding and how, how does that... Um, you know, mean that cows are more likely to calve during the day. Uh, the the scientific literature on it is it, it isn't 
particularly uh, conclusive. So some work has maybe found that it is it's re- uh, associated with more calvings during the day, but others haven't found it. And I suppose uh, what we've done here in Grange, we've looked at the distribution of calving and, and it's kind of, uh, equally distributed across the day you know there's no particular peaks and troughs i suppose in terms of nighttime feeding if people are, are thinking about implementing it the key thing to remember is uh, you have to have adequate feed space uh, if you don't uh, have enough feed space uh, restricting feed for cows coming into late um, pregnancy isn't advisable at all you know these cows need to be able to eat when they want to eat so um, and especially if we're only feeding them at night if we don't have enough feed space there's chances that maybe some of the more timid cows might not be eating enough so you'd want to uh, be very careful about the implementation of nighttime feeding if you are going to try it that would be what i'd recommend that i i would say and from from what i've looked at in the literature i wouldn't say that it's guaranteed to make any difference either and i suppose the addition really is really just related to what technologies are there particularly with cameras and yeah. having aids that farmers can make use of this time of year yeah, yeah, I think cameras and you know the the, the you know maybe um, cow mounted devices that'll notify you of calving are very very useful. They're also great because I suppose one of the key things about cows, uh, you know, when they're calving, they they like to be isolated from from the group. You know, maybe they like to be able to know that there's cows nearby, but in general, disturbing them around calving will mean that it, they'll take longer to calve. So the likes of a calving camera where you can just look at the cow and she doesn't even know that she's being watched will make her uh, a bit easier, uh, you know, and it'll make her more likely to calve without complications. So aids like that are great for, for the farmer, but they're also great for the cow and uh, uh, making her feel more at ease. And I suppose a key worry among farmers is you're watching the cow maybe on the camera and how long do you wait before you intervene or how long is too long? That's a very good question. Uh, if we take it back to, we'll say calving has kind of three stages. Uh, the first stage or stage one is uh, can take, you know, between eight and 24 hours. That's when the cow is basically uh, gearing up to, to calve. She's kind of, uh, her cervix is opening up uh, and she's getting ready to start making contractions. Uh, that's the time that you'll see the cows, uh, you know, her pins kind of sink and you'll see her getting uneasy and she'll maybe exhibit nesting behavior and things like that. That can go for a long time and if you're not seeing anything else, then it, that's fine, you know, like, but it's once uh, stage two happens and what stage two is, is, is basically the water bag coming out or the water bag bursting or seeing legs and a, a head emerge. Um, uh, that's when you start to really get the uterine contractions that are trying to push out the calf. And I suppose really two hours is the, is the, uh, if you're seeing the cow um, and she's taking longer than two hours, then definitely um, go down and uh, see if she's doing okay. Uh, less than two hours, the, the risk is... Um, that she may not actually be opened up enough. You know, there's a lot of soft tissue in a cow's um, birth canal that has to be relaxed to let a calf calf without um, 
you know, doing her too much damage. So going in after an hour, we'll say, if you were worried that there was twins or if you were worried that the calf was presented with its hind legs or something, that'd be justified after an hour. But we'll say, if you think that she's calving perfectly normally, uh, I would give her two hours before I'd start intervening. I suppose that's a key thing you've touched on there. When handling the cow, what are the key things that a farmer is looking for? Like, what's a normal presentation? You mentioned there the different positions of the legs, etc. Uh, you want your, your head and two front legs. That's a normal presentation. And it, it's nearly kind of a Superman pose or something. The two front legs are coming and then the head is kind of tucked in between them. And it's nearly like a wedge or a triangle coming uh, up and out of the, uh, of the uterus. And that'll naturally kind of open up the birth canal and... and uh, let the shoulders and hips, which are obviously going to be bigger, pass through. So what you're looking for in a normal presentation is those two front legs and a head. You you shouldn't have three legs, we'll say, you, or if you have hind legs coming and you, you, you feel hocks, we'll say that's a... a, a backwards presentation and that that's not a normal presentation and then i suppose if if you're handling the cow it's important to remember have gloves on have lube um you don't really want uh, you know the the fluid from a cow calving uh, getting onto you because even though we'll say brucellosis is gone now there are other things that you might pick up from a cow calving for your own health um, so better to try and uh, keep yourself clean. But if you're putting your hand in, the main thing would be that you're able to kind of sweep your hand over the head and you shouldn't really be able to feel a ring or a cervix. If the cow is fully dilated, it should be kind of fairly open. There shouldn't be any obvious cervix there. So so you'd be able to sweep your hand over. And obviously, if the calf is very big, then that's going to be restricted. You'll, you won't be able to move your hand and as easily inside in her so they'd be the, the the first things i'd kind of look for and then obviously if if you don't have two legs or you don't have a head you're going to try and go in and, and see if you can locate those um to try and you know correct that positioning basically and is there any techniques that you can advise as to how to correct that technique or Oh yeah, with we'll say a leg down or something like that. What you're going to want, obviously, the the, the most important thing with this is to be gentle because uh, all of the tissue inside in the uterus and the birth canal is very very soft, and, and um, you know it is very easy to uh, do a good bit of damage to a cow if you're not gentle when you're trying to do this so uh, work with the cow if she's trying to force don't be fighting her wait till she takes a time to rest um if you're really struggling with it then obviously call your vet because uh, i would find myself anyway um when i have calved cows previously there's often extra things you might need to give the cow to make her or to stop her from forcing so that you can get a reposition but we'll say if you can get your hand in and you can get the palm of your hand around the 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 foot rather than just trying to pull at the leg and kind of um nearly uh, bunch up the leg so that you're you're kind of uh flexing a complete or um 
pulling it in completely before pulling it up so that it's as small as possible and then as you get it straight you kind of straighten it out but the main thing would be to try and have your hand around that foot the whole time so that you're not going to accidentally you know um, do damage to the cow with the foot uh, and then with the head it, that can be more difficult to be honest with you a head back depending on how far back it is it, it can be quite hard to get to you, you probably need quite long arms um, and sometimes it's a case of just trying to grab whatever you can get a hold of but in those cases that would be times when you know if you're really struggling with that that's when you would call a vet and you know I probably wouldn't leave it too long to call the vet. Um, if you put your hand in and you're not able to reach, uh, I, I wouldn't be wasting too much time in, in making a decision because uh, the the sooner that you make that decision, the sooner you have the calf out, the better the likelihood that you'll have a, a strong kind of vigorous calf. You know, uh, with looking for the head, you, you can obviously try and get your head you know fingers into the calves ears or something like that to try and bring it up and around but that is quite um a challenge often so sometimes when a vet comes out they'll use drugs like uh uh, clombuterol to relax the uterus to stop the cow from straining so uh you know a vet has that but a farmer won't have that at their disposal so that's when you would call a vet most definitely john it's really about making the call at the right time for yeah. farmers that are using a calving jack, what are the key things that they should be aware of and techniques? The calving jack is is, is a, a very Im, uh, impressive piece of equipment because uh, through the law of the lever, you're able to uh, put a lot of force on a calf that, you know, with only your two hands, you wouldn't be able to do. So I, I suppose the, the first thing to make sure is make sure you have all the pieces before you, you start the calving season at all. I've often gotten called to calvings because when a farmer, when somebody does realize they need to calve a cow, they realize that they're missing part of the jack. Maybe the head will say or something like that. So at the start of the calving season, make sure that you have everything. And then I suppose the key things with the jacket are first of all, putting your ropes on the calves legs. So above the fetlock, not down down around the foot or anything like that and um a lot of people will try and do kind of one loop and then they'll try and tread the rope around the leg and kind of a second loop to get as much kind of distribution of force across the legs as possible um and then one click at a time don't be going um uh, too fast at this at all this is when you're calving a cow with a calving jack i suppose the key thing is to to stay calm yourself work with the cow the best time to actually jack and try and apply that leverage because if we're using a more park head which would be the normal head you'd have here in on the head of a, a jack in ireland you can obviously put quite a lot of leverage on the calf um but uh, you should really be trying to work with the cow rather. So when she's forcing, that's the best time to try and get as much of the calf out as possible. Um, and I suppose just taking your time as well. Uh, don't uh, go too fast with it because you're... If you are calving the cow, it, the chances are that those that soft tissue I'm talking about, you know, it's still not fully stretched out. So applying lots of lube. So have a good supply of lube on the farm as well. 
get a good amount of it on your gloved hand, get it in around those pinch points around the shoulders and the head in particular to, to try and ease that calf through the, the birth canal as much as possible. And then, uh, uh, jack away but uh, as I say I'd always say one click at a time you know don't be really trying to ratchet it all in one go take it nice and handy make sure that you know where the cow- where you are in terms of the jack because it's a very long instrument if a cow is uh, gets loose inside in a pen or something or if you're between a jack and a wall that jack can injure you quite significantly as well if you're not careful so uh, be aware of that and, and just take your time and make sure that everything is coming nicely you know um once you start jacking the the difference between uh the five minutes that it might take to do it when you're taking your time and the two minutes that you might take if you're really going at it uh, it'll make a big difference to how traumatized the cow is or how sore she is afterwards and, and it'll often not make a massive difference to how vigorous the calf is you know so that that'd probably be my main thing with the jack is just uh, don't get over excited keep calm and just take your time that's great john i suppose really injury is a key thing at this time of year particularly around calving maybe large calves calving the cow as you said the cow could be a bit excited etc what are the key things from a safety point of view particularly for on farms so having a good calving gate is going to make everybody's life a lot safer you know getting your cow into your calving gate um that uh, will will help it will make life a lot easier um because if you're trying to calve you shouldn't really be trying to calve cows inside and crushes or shoots or anything like that because if she goes down she'll it'll be very difficult to get her out and there's a chance that she might uh, crush you know yourself or something um so calving gates are great because as long as you have that calving gate set up so that you can open it out and most cows will go down at some stage during the calving making sure that there is no chance that somebody's going to get stuck underneath the cow uh, would be a major thing and then we'll say if you're lifting the calf or something after the calving to try and get fluid out of the calves lungs mind your back as well you know um so some people will use things like they'll put the the uh calving ropes on the back legs of the calf and then kind of use the jack to lift the calf up so that uh the calf can kind of be hung upside down you don't need to hold the calf upside down for particularly long some people will say it'll only take five seconds for whatever fluid is going to come out of its lungs to come out so uh, you know um hold the calf up give it slap its chest for a couple of seconds and let then let it back down don't be trying to hold it up for a very long time because that'll injure your back and i suppose watch the cow as well you know cows around calving time they're very unpredictable so make sure that you have an easy way to make a quick exit out of the uh calving pin because there are there are many instances where we'll say people have been injured by cows uh just after calving so being able to get out very quickly and is very important um 
And then I suppose from the cow's point of view as well, if you have her in a headgate, making sure that if she does go down, she's not going to um, get her uh, windpipe compromised because obviously uh, if they go down in a headgate, there's a chance that they might start choking themselves. So make sure that you can either open the headgate very easily or there's no kind of bar at the bottom that's going to compromise her her, um, windpipe would be another big consideration. Well, it's definitely, John, some great advice there. For farmers now that are putting preparations in place, what are essentials that they have to have ready if they need them? Having a calving jack on the farm is is obviously very, very important and making sure that it's fully functional. You're going to want your calving ropes and nice, clean calving ropes as well. Um, so the nice kind of thicker ropes are probably the better ones to use for calving cows because uh, they'll distribute the pressure from the calving jack a little bit better. Plenty of lube. Uh, Lube is your friend when it comes to all of these things. You you can never have too much of it. Good, robust, um, long gloves so that you you can handle the animal and you don't have to worry about bursting out through the gloves um, would be the other thing. And then Personally, I always appreciate it if there's a, a clean bucket on the farm. So a clean bucket and warm water are great things to have because we'll say even for yourself, if you're just calving a cow, if you can put the uh, the the calving ropes into a clean bucket of warm water, they'll loosen up a little bit. They'll be more pliable. They'll be easier to apply. Um, and, you know, you can give them a good uh, rinse afterwards as well so that you're keeping your ropes as clean as possible. And then in the unfortunate circumstance where you do have to call a vet, if you have clean buckets, it's much nicer for trying to, if you need to do a cesarean or something, the vet will need to um, give the cow's abdomen a very good scrub before they do the surgery. So clean buckets, you know, you're going to have a better chance of really getting her nice and clean before you do the surgery and then I suppose like your other things for your calves but uh, we can get onto that later you know your um, stomach tubes and navel disinfectants and you know bottles for feeding calves are probably the other main things but uh, yeah good calving ropes and and, um, a, a good amount of lube are definitely two things that everybody needs That's great, John. That's all we have time for this week. Thanks very much. Some very timely tips there. And next week, John will be discussing caring for the newborn calf. Thanks very much, John. Thank you. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.